All right, so um, in today's Davyomi, I came across an interesting Indian that I thought uh, is worthy of discussion. In some schools, they have a, in some girls' schools, they have a rule that the girls have to have their hair in a ponytail or in braids. They can't keep their hair loose. Why do they have such a rule? So one might argue they have such a rule for lice. It's, uh, it's, it's much better, I think, in some way, from the spread of lice. But, um, but it could be, it's a religious, a religious imperative to, uh, to have the hair of a single girl in that way. Now, where does that come from? There is a steer on the Shulchan Aruch, whether single girls have to cover their hair or not. We always think of the issue of covering the hair being solely for married women. The Shulchan Aruch in Evan Ezer Simen Chof Aleph Si'if Beis writes, Lo telechno benos Yisrael peruos rosh b'shuk, benos Yisrael should not go out with their hair uncovered in the market, whether she be a single girl or whether she be an ish. That's the simple translation of what the Shulchan Aruch writes in Ebenezer, Simen Chaval. And the truth is, the Gemara Mesechus Brachas, Mishim Mesechus Brachas, says, Sar erva, that hair of a woman is erva. So why would we think that it's any different for a single woman than it is for a married woman? Nevertheless, the Shulchan Aruch, very same author, the Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, Simenayin Heisif Beis, in Hilchos, Kriyashima, when he talks about the Isser to read Kriyashima in front of Erva, writes, Seir Shalisha Shadarka Lechasoso, Osulikros Kenegdo, you're not allowed to say Kriyashima in front of hair that should normally be covered. Rama adds, Afilu Ishto, even if it's your wife, Aval, Besulos Shadarka Lechasoso, Pros Harosh, Mutter, but single girls who go, Pruos who go with their hair uncovered, you're allowed to say Kriyashma in front of their hair. So everyone asks the stira. It seems to be a direct stira between the Shulchan Aruch in the Shulchan Aruch in Evan Ezer, where he says that single girls do have to cover their hair, and the Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim in Hilchus Kriyashma, where he says single girls do not have to cover their hair. So obviously the Chronim uh, are going to pick up on such a stira, and the Magad Avram in, uh, in, 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 on, on the spot in Seif Beis, in Shulchan Aruch, Magad Avram writes... Where is it? I have it in front of me. The Magen Avram writes that uh, I, it's a stira. So he says, um, he says, look in heaven Ezer. And then he writes, uh, he says, he says, the Gemara in Ksubis seems to be a pretty clear raya. The Gemara in Ksubis at the very beginning, this was today's daf, at the very beginning of the second paragraph, the Mishnah says that a way a girl can prove that she was single, that she was a basula when she got married and that she was not an almana, is that if witnesses come who attended the wedding and say that she was peru arosh, and they testify that her hair was uncovered. So that's how you know she was a basula. So the implication of that Gemara is that as long as she's not married, her hair is allowed to be uncovered. So says Magen Avram, Shlomar, de Perua Rosh de Kasev Ebenezer, Hainu Shesosros Klios Sa'aran Vaholchos Beshuk. He says the difference is as follows. When the Shulchan Aruch Nebuchadnezzar says that even a single girl cannot go out pros rosh, it does not mean hair uncovered. It means hair wild. It means the hair let loose. That's what even a single girl cannot do. But a, when the Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim says that you're allowed to say that a, that a girl doesn't have to cover her hair, a single girl doesn't have to cover her hair, that's talking about covering the hair. She doesn't need to cover the hair but she cannot let her hair go, uh, go loosely and hang down on her shoulders. That's what the Magen Avram writes. Now, Machsa Shekel, picking up on that Magen Avram, says, wait a second, I don't think that's correct. He says, if you look carefully at that Mishnah, Meseches Ksuvos, the Rashi on the Mishnah says, what are they testifying that they saw the young girl going out with? 
they're testifying that they saw that she was perua rosh and her hair was uncovered and was let, let loose and was hanging down to her shoulders, Rashi says. Tola al ksefeha. So it sounds like every besula, that was the typical thing, that they'd have their, their hair hanging down on their shoulders. So it sounds from that, uh, from that Rashi that it's not an iser for a single girl to have her hair hanging down on her shoulders. Now so the Machsa Shekel disagrees with the Magen Avram and he thinks that he thinks that it's mutter for a single girl to have her hair uh, not only uncovered, but even hanging loosely. So what you have over here is a fundamental machlokas. Magen Avra Shekel, does a single girl need to put her hair in a ponytail? Does she need to tie her hair up in some way? Or can her hair be, uh, be hanging down loosely? So how do we paskin? Mishabrura in Simonai and Hayes, if cut in your base, quotes both tales. Says some some paskin this way, some paskin that way. The reason I point this out is that a lot of people on one side or the other of this debate, you know, in in uh, normal conversations, will will assume that the other side is crazy, right? That uh, someone who comes from a community where they make it like the machsa shekel, it's ridiculous. So it could be machmer like the magnav ram. They don't say be machmer like the magnav ram. You can't call the magnav ram ridiculous. Ridiculous, crazy. What kind of stifling? How terrible are this or that? And people who come from uh, those communities where the machmer like Magen Avram, to, to let the girls go around like uh, like Zonos with their uh, with their hair hanging loosely or whatever. So it's uh, it's two vi- viable shitos in in Poskin. Beishmuel points out, yeah, but what are you going to say if you say like Max Shekel? How are you going to answer the stira between the two Pesachim Shulchan Aruch? So Beishmuel and Ebenezer over there says that it could be that when the Shulchan Aruch over there says that a girl that a single girl has to cover her hair, it could be that it was talking about a single girl who's divorced that was was once married, where the mitzvah of covering the hair still applies. Where that is the halacha. The halacha is that a girl who's divorced still has to cover her hair. Moshe just points out that the chiyav for a girl who's divorced to cover her hair is only a chiyav mitrabanan as opposed to a married woman where it's a chiyav daraisa. Now, when the big difference whether something's a chiyav darabanan or a chiyav daraisa, Moshe points out in the tshuva, is that by a chiyav darabanan we said a kavod abrios is docha, a din darabanan. So if it's going to be very, very difficult and the woman's going to be very self conscious and everyone's going to always be asking, oh, who's your husband? And it's a very very painful thing for her that she's uh, she's not going to be able to get a shidduch or something like that. So then Ramosha says the Isidra Banan is pushed away in favor of that of that concern. But why is it taka at the end of the day? Sri Deish also points out that maybe another resolution in the Sri Deish is that maybe it's mutter for her to uncover her hair inside the house where Kriyashma is recited. That's why in Simonai and Hay he says that uh, you're, she's allowed to have her hair uncovered because he's talking about inside, I- I- indoors. Whereas in Ebn Ezer he's talking about outdoors. But the problem is that the Kala, the case of the Kala, Sri Desh himself points out, was she's Yotzeis Behinum of Roshapurua. The Mishnah Ksubis talks about a Kala going out and it's still implied that her hair hung loosely. And there's a Chuv in the Shavos Yaakov where he says that maybe a Kala is different. And maybe specifically for a Kala we allow her to let her hair hang loosely so she could look beautiful, but we don't allow that on a typical basis. So again, this is a fundamental Why is it though in general that we're stricter for married women than we are for non-married women in terms of hair covering? So uh, the Halichos Basisol points out that the Gemara Neville Dezara Davchav tells us, to makes a drush of the Shmarta relates to someone who has hirhurim about an Eishas Ish during the daytime, and that's going to lead him to Tuma during the nighttime. Why does it say hirhurim about an Eishas Ish? Why does it just say hirhurim about women? What is it about an Eishas Ish? So you see from there, it says the Alichus Basisol is that apparently the Yitzhar Hara is greater 
for an Eishas Ish than it is for any other woman. So it could be that's where the Chumar comes from. Chaznish and Tazayin Chaz says that we just can't be so machmer in the Tzibur. The Rabbanu are not going to make Dinim. It has to be Dinim that the Tzibur is able to withstand. So they're not going to make a Din that a woman has to, uh, that a single woman has to, has to cover her hair. Chasam Sofer in Nedarim and Daflamid has an entirely different understanding. Chasam Sofer says, why is it that men have to wear a yarmulke nowadays? So there's a famous comment that the Taz has that even though yarmulke started as a minag, since Goyim go without their head covered now, so for us to wear it to go without our head covered would be a violation of Chukasako Midaraisa. That it's a Goyish way of walking in the streets to walk without a yarmulke on our head. So it would be a violation of Midaraisa. So he says, maybe that's Tafka the reason that the Rabbanan didn't want to make single girls cover their hair because it was the Chok of the Goyim at that time that they wouldn't go anywhere without, their, without something on their head. So we Dafka didn't want uh, the Jewish girls to be going around like Goyish girls, so we'd have the Jewish girls Dafka not have something on their head. That's what the Chsam Sofer suggests. Whatever you hold about this issue, or really any other Tznius issue, it's always important to point out that the general attitude of Tznius and the general tone of Tznius is something that is always of paramount importance for both men and women. The Pasuki Nishaya Paragimel talks about Vatilachna Natuyos Goren Masakros Enayim. It talks about the women who are punished because they go with their necks stretched out and, you know, with flirtatious eyes. People are trying to draw attention to themselves all the time. That's a problem. That itself is fundamentally a problem of tzniyos. No matter what the details of uh, the exact length of the skirts and the, uh, the sleeves or whatever, the overwhelming, the, 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 uh, the, 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 um, the real issue that needs to be dealt with on the most fundamental level, of course, they're all issues. They all need to be dealt with. But on the most fundamental level is an overall attitude of tzniyos. That's what the Safri writes in Parshas Re'e. That in general, our approach is that we are modest, our approach is that we are private individuals, we try not to be in the public eye. So Sheikh Tamari Rabbi always likes to point out that you know, the idea that, that, uh, that, that women don't take public roles within the Jewish community, really men don't want to have to be able to, don't want to have to do that. Men don't want to have to be in the public arena because we're all supposed to be tznuim. Elamai al Korchenu, someone has to be the Shul president. Someone has to take some sort of public role. But we shouldn't take such, uh, such joy in it. It should be something that, it's not something we enjoy. We'd much rather live our private lives and not, be, and not live our life out in the Rosh Hashanah. But Elamai, the, the tznius of the women is something, the dignity of the women is something that we're much more mocked on protecting than the, than the dignity of the men. So when it comes to the dignity of the women, we're going to be a little more mocked, and, and she won't take a more public role. But in terms of the uh, the actual hair, it just seems to be a fundamental machlokas, like we said before. Magnavra, Magnavra, Shekel. And each community does like uh, the their their postgim hope.